Welcome back to the Triple Threat. Now, back to Joe, H, and Eric from the Archview Flooring Studios on the all-new 590 The Fan, 105.7 HD2 FM, and InsideSTL.com. Three thirty. It's the triple threat on the all new five ninety. The fan. Joe and Eric with you today. Howard is out. He'll be back tomorrow, just in time for the H bomb on a Friday. Brought to you by Weber Chevrolet. Trying to uh, pull teeth here to uh, get some more information out of uh, Rock, and he's just not. Uh, he's just not budging. He's just not budging on uh, anything of it. We told you earlier on the show, we were watching the Mizzou game. <clears throat> Mizzou and Xavier were playing down in Orlando, and Mizzou actually took them to overtime. Took them to overtime, and the game was actually tied with .3 seconds left. Just an awful, terrible foul by Mizzou. Just the last 30 seconds of the game were, yeah, all, on what, were about all really a, bad. A 35-footer? With three tenths of a second left, and trying to block, you know, yeah. putting up a shot. Uh, Terrence Phillip puts up a shot that was easily blocked Still. with plenty of time on the clock. It, it just, it was, it was bad all around for a team that played a very good forty-four minutes of basketball. You could say. Well, and Dave Matter, who is not joining us, but I will take his tweet. He's tweeted. <laughs> That's obviously the closest Mizzou has come to beating a ranked team under Anderson. The average margin in the other 10 losses to ranked teams, 22.5 points. By the way, if Mizzou had won this game, this would have been their second win away from Columbia in the Kim Anderson era. They've won one game away from home in the two years that he's been the coach. But there's, look, it was early, who knows. But A, the fact that they finally competed against a good team, and not at home either, and Another really good game from Hughes. 8 of 20 from the field, 5 of 13 from 3. He had 24 points, 5 rebounds, 3 assists, 3 steals. So it's one thing when he does it against, who was it, Alabama A&M, and you're like, yeah, whatever. But to do it on a neutral floor against the number 11 team in the country, that shows you that this kid might be the real deal. And you mentioned Phillips. He ended up with 21 points, 7 rebounds, 5 assists. So, you know, through two games... I think you got to be really encouraged if you're Bazoo that look tournament team. I'm not saying that or anything crazy, but that they could at least be competitive. You want to call Norlander back and ask him your question about Mizzou making the tournament? Yeah, again? I mean they could at least be respectable. You were pushing that kind of hard on uh, Norlander yesterday. What? Getting Mizzou in the tournament? Oh, yeah. <laughs> maybe, maybe in a few years. It was, it, you know, it was fun to see them actually playing competitive basketball well it gives getting, you hope yeah not getting it, 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 i mean when you've had no hope right. from two years There's, where you've you, you've done nothing and let's let, let's take it back a step there is no I, I don't have hope that they're gonna make the tournament but at least maybe win 10 games right well 15 well, games yeah i would say they at least get to they have a chance i would think you would hope to get near 500 in the sec i mean the sec is not a very good basketball no. conference and if you can get to 500 when they've they've gone, I think I think they've been three and fifteen in the SEC each of the first two years under Anderson. So if you get to seven and 
what would it be? That's 18 games. If you get to 8 and 10 or 9 and 9 in the SEC, that's that's a nice improvement with almost all of the guys being freshmen, sophomores, your and, and the first time that it's been your own team. So at least there's reason for optimism, which they haven't had in a long time. Yeah, I I, I see what, you know, I just I, I still kind of look at the season as another lost season, but it's a matter of if if uh Commanderson can do enough to keep his job. Another college hoops news, Illinois did finally get their uh get their commitment from uh, Jeremiah Tillman. It was it was looking iffy for uh for a while if he was actually going to sign with Illinois, but he did make it official today. Oh really? I know, I know Frank of all people, Frank was really hoping that he would uh continue to uh jump on the slew train. Yeah, he's the kid who <clears throat> Was, had committed verbally but didn't sign his letter last week, right? Mm-hmm. And he's friends with the guy who um, who's going to SLU, whose name escapes me. Goodwin? Goodwin, yeah. He apparent, they're apparently close. 6'10 and a half, 220 pounds. The fact is still that SLU is getting a couple guys and then in the running for another big-name guy like this. I don't think he was ever, this guy was ever really going to slew. I think it was between Illinois and Kansas. I think that was, I think with him, it, I don't think it was so much slew. I think the rumors were that after everything was happening at slew, for him to pull back a little bit. Oh, you bit, think it was just a timing thing? Yeah, he I think was people not were actually... like, ooh, maybe maybe he's going to slew, but I think it was more between Illinois and Kansas oh, for okay. him than actually wanting to go to slew. Well, I guess slew can't friends. get every good player. No, the it's, they're not Duke. St. Louis it's not area. Kentucky. It's not Kansas. Yeah, it's, they're not going to get all of them. <laughs> right. There, there will still be some that'll slip It'll through. It'll slip away from Travis. Moore. Right. There, there still will be some that are like, yeah, you know what? Uh, no, not going to. Uh, not going to go there. Well, so. I thought it was interesting though that he that he made the point yesterday that with Travis, it could be a great fit. It could be the kind of guy who. You know, you never know exactly what he wants to do, but he might have hit that level where maybe he's not a top 20 coach in America. Maybe he's not a guy who's going to be able to get one of the great jobs, but he could be content at a place like SLU and build it. It could be the perfect match of coach and team. Tonight, we have the Blues at home. Uh, they're second of a three-game homestand. Uh, actually, no, four-game homestand. They were home. No, they, they were on the road last Saturday. Uh, three-game homestand. They play the Sharks tonight. The uh, confer- uh, rematch of the Western Conference Finals. The Sharks are actually right in the middle of a six-game road trip. Three and one so, so far through uh, through that They've been mostly on the East Coast, Washington, Florida, Tampa, and Carolina now making their way here to St. Louis. After what we saw the Blues do on Tuesday, kind of gives you a little optimism for uh, for tonight's game, hoping they can keep keep the momentum going, keep the uh, keep the physical play up in the uh, in the game tonight. We will see Jake Allen back in net uh, as well, hoping to win back to back starts for the first time since game one and two of the regular season. There was a lot of things to like in that game the other night. Allen rebounded and and stepped up after he had been in a funk. Robbie Fabry, everybody talks about the fight, but the thing I think that's really encouraging is that's now three goals and two games for him after he got benched, so it looks like he's back with the program. Your your fourth line's playing really well. You saw that Reeves to Brodziak goal, and they're going to get more minutes. I know Hitch was talking about almost having two third lines 
allowing the fourth line to play more. The injuries don't look too bad. It's going to be game-time decisions for Steen and for Tarasenko. You might get Bortuzzo back, too, tonight. So, all in all, you like the direction, especially I think it's with seven of the next nine are at home where the Blues have been so much better than they've been on the road. I mean, the splits are really dramatic, home versus road this year. And yeah. San Jose, everybody talks about you know the Blues and oh my God, the sky is falling because the Blues were at 19 points. <laughs> San Jose, they have 18 points in 16 games. The other Western Conference finalist a year ago. It's it's just it's so early considering this team. We knew that that they would be in transition, particularly early in the year. You'd like to see an identity. You'd like to know what team you're going to be watching for the next four or five months, though. I, I think that's where the where where some of the impatience is coming from. You don't know what this team is yet, and that's what you're waiting for. Yeah, but I don't think you were. <clears throat> did did we expect we would with with all the transition you, they I went mean, through? In Hitch's last year, though, I think you expected... It's not about whether or not you... We knew that going in, but now you want to see it. You know, you're going to be a little impatient. Blues fans have been waiting 50 years. I just think this is such an odd dichotomy for a lot of people because what they did, the moves they made, lead you to believe that they're going to possibly take a step back, maybe just mm -hmm. a small step. But yet, as you said, the fans are like, hey, we got to the Western Conference Final. This is a 50th year, and, and, and you're right. It's Hitch's last year. So to me, it's just an odd. And then you throw into the mix, you bring in the coach in waiting on the staff. It's just such a – it's just set up for if there is a struggle to be an awkward situation. And I know that they didn't necessarily plan on that and – they had their reasons for doing what they did, bringing in Yo and saying this was Hitch's last year. But the downside of that is you've set this up now where it's an easy thing to point to if you struggle. Yeah, and you also have the easy out for you have the for easy getting out. rid of Hitch. And it doesn't well. and, and look, I don't care about the media or the fans. That's not the point. The point is, does any of that creep into the room? because of what you set up and that's something obviously we don't know but it is an interesting situation when guys know that the next coach is there already hey kevin miller's a sponsor of this radio program he also works for the realty executives of st louis kevin's been doing it for over 25 years has sold over helped sell over 1100 homes consistently a top producer in the real estate industry talk to the agent who brings experience and knowledge to the process let Kevin bring you the same high level of service that keeps his clients coming back. 95% of his business is from personal referrals from past clients. His philosophy is very simple. It's important to you that it's important to Kevin. Call his direct line, 314-503-4999. That's 314-503-4999. Or go to his website, smartmovestl.com. That's smartmovestl.com. Com. Take our final break. Wrap things up after this. It is the Triple Threat on the all-new 590 The Fan, broadcasting through the Archview Flooring Studios. Yeah, 